0: and get started. So, um, I don't even know. How did I start off group A and B? I can't even remember, but uh, I will start in with some slides because I'm a chart person. Uh, y'all know this. <laughs> um, so, just kind of recapping where we uh, have been and where we're headed. So, um, in we only have two more weeks left. This is crazy how fast this has went. Uh, maybe it's drug on forever for you guys, but it, <laughs> Isaiah just whipped through for me. Um, so we have this, this chiastic structure, uh, this bifid structure, and we are on disloyalty and loyalty uh, last week and this week, um, which are, are pretty huge. Uh, last week, we talked about kind of the disloyalty and some of the, the tests that, that come, um, and this week we're going to be talking about uh, tests as well but um, in the, the opposite so interesting how Avraham uh, delineates this out with uh, the first half of this section being the covenant with death and the the last half of what we're going to be doing tonight is the covenant with life and so in last week's there's uh this motif of trusting in Egypt and, and other nations for protection versus how we need to trust in God only, and he will provide. And the, the motif of the Sabbath day keeps reoccurring through these chapters. Um, last week, uh, not seeking God's counsel in times of distress versus the importance of a Davidic covenant and a Davidic servant in the end times. And so we have the kind of King Ahaz is kind of the the model of, of last week versus king hezekiah of this week even though they're not mentioned specifically in these chapters they're kind of the archetypes of those uh, disloyalty and loyalty motifs um so i wanted to kind of do like a brief overview of the importance of mount ebal and mount gerizim in uh, biblical literature and and what the israelites were dealing with because it, I feel that it comes up a lot, but we just don't know it, uh, uh, uh sometimes we just kind of skip over some of the Israelite history that's boring, and, and don't get the, the symbolism that's being pulled out, uh, because Isaiah draws on this heavily, so this is from Deuteronomy 27, where, um, even taking a step backwards, so we have the Israelites coming out of Egypt. Moses is is hurting them in the wilderness, right? And um, because of all of the drama at Horeb, the, Moses is not able to go into the Promised Land. But he has this vision of what they should do once they get in there. And so Joshua helps the people enact this in um, in the Promised Land, in the land of Canaan. So here we have the um, the valley of of shechem or shechem and on on both sides of it are are these two mountains mount gerizim on the north no i mean on the south sorry and mount ebal on the north and so north always has that motif of uh, wandering and wilderness and uh, kind of covenant breaking versus south always has the motif of uh blessings and covenant making and so, um, much like we do today in our, our temple and, well, all of our rites and rituals, we act them out. We are actors playing a part and um, being part of the, the drama, right? And so, the Lord is uh, enacting this this great dramatic uh, play for them, and they are the actors that, that go up on the mountain here. So, in... Um, Deuteronomy 27 we can read about this where half of the tribes need to go up onto Mount Ebal and then half of the tribes go up on Mount Gerizim and they each shout the the blessings and the curses respectively from those mountaintops about if they are loyal to the covenant or if they're disloyal to the covenant what becomes of them so through this <laughs> you know, I mean, imagine if we were to do this, uh, every general conference where we, we split up this half uh, shouts the curses of the covenant and this half shouts the uh, the blessings of the covenant, I mean it would, it would make a, a bigger impression on our minds there. But the importance of that story I encourage everyone to, to go read about that and study the blessings and cursings of uh, the covenant that is enacted there uh, overlooking the, the land of Shechem. Um, so just with that in mind, we are going to be diving into chapters 55 through 59, and um, this is, remember, that's all about loyalty versus disloyalty, and how it every blessing that we get is predicated upon a law, and if you're loyal or if you're disloyal, uh, there's, there's that motif running all throughout here. We'll see the Sabbath day uh, popping up quite a bit, uh, how we can be loyal or disloyal to that specific commandment there uh, as well as others. It kind of is the, the archetype of all commandments, the the Sabbath day observance here that Isaiah is getting at. But um, anyway, yeah, let's just dive right into it. Let's um, go over to uh, Isaiah 55. And let's just look at how many verses we've got 13 here okay so um who would be willing to read for us tonight if you could raise your hand really quick in that way uh no okay so let's do um shamala for chapter 55 and then cindy for chapter 56 uh we'll, we'll take quite a bit of commentary and break in between the two but um for isaiah 55 let's bring that up if shamala could read all of that for us
1: attention all who thirst come for water you who have no money come and buy food that you may eat come by wine and milk with no money and at no cost why do you spend money on what is not bread and your labor sit down sweetheart and your labor on what does not satisfy hear me well eat what is good and your souls shall enjoy abundance. Give ear and come unto me. Pay heed that your souls may live. And I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my loving fidelity toward David. See, I've appointed him a witness to the nation, a prince and a lawgiver of the prophets. You will summon a nation that you did not know, a nation that did not know you will hasten to you because of the lord your god the holy one of israel who gloriously endows you inquire of the lord while he is present call upon him while he is near let the wicked forsake their ways and sinful men their thoughts let them mourn oh sorry let them return to the lord and he will have mercy on them to our god who graciously pardons. for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. But as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And as the rains and the snows descend from the sky and return not to it without watering the earth to render it fertile and fruitful, providing seed for the sower and food for the eater. So is the word that leaves my mouth. It does not return to me empty. It accomplishes what I desire. It achieves the purpose for which I sent it. You shall depart in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills shall sing at your presence and the trees of the meadows all clap their hands in place of the thorn bush shall come up
0: oh you muted yourself there at the end uh, for verse 13
1: <laughs> oh thank you i got my hands full right here for a second <laughs> all right um, all right so verse 13 in place of the thorn bush shall come up the cypress in place of nettles the myrtle this shall serve as a testimony of the Lord as an everlasting sign that shall not be done away
0: all right thank you so mm-hmm. yeah what stood out to us there uh there, there's quite a bit um uh, for one here's this uh phrase that we constantly hear in in the gospel right uh for your thoughts or, or my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are uh, your ways my ways, says Jehovah etc but what is the context being given here and and how can we uh, gain uh, a deeper understanding of of what uh, the Lord is saying there um, how do we interpret that that chapter etc just just thoughts on on everything <laughs> hey, you've got a couple of hands raised Cameron oh I think those were for like reading right, oh, right. Alethian, yeah often. Oh okay. I'm I, I sorry. Um, I I really love here that just right after the uh, my thoughts are not your thoughts kind of thing, it talks about that the rains and snows descend from the sky, um, but they don't return um, without achieving their purpose like. Uh, that's what the, the word of the Lord does. It comes to, to be living water for us to um, give in abundance. So one question that, that I had uh, last group and stuff, and, and it was really fun to, to think about today, again, in the temple, as I was pondering upon these verses, was how do we return God's word back to him just as the rains return back and, and what it says here, return not without watering the earth and rendering it fertile and fruitful, but providing seed for the sower and food for the eater. I think that that's an interesting question. How do we do that as a church, as, as individuals kind of thing? My thought on that...
1: Um is that we're the hands of the Lord. The Lord has his own hands and he can accomplish his own work. And realistically, he doesn't need us, but just like he can, I'm sure in some way, feed the gardens and feed the earth without the rains, he could feed the people without us. However, he's giving us that opportunity to lift and to bless and to plant those seeds. We are the ones, in my opinion, at least, Um, Like we're the water in some way, or we can liken ourselves to the water where we can feed and nourish the people around us and plant the seeds and help them to grow. And if they're in the dry wilderness or getting scorched, we can help to, um, gosh, I don't know how a good way to say this, but help to comfort them while they go into the darkness and the depths of the ground so they can blossom and bloom and sprout because it has to be dark and cold for many seeds before they'll grow so there's my thoughts on it at least Yeah, for sure I
0: love that
2: I think it could even be as simple as just bearing our testimony like bearing our testimony as often as possible um with friends or family or in a formal meeting um and then the first paragraph that you were talking about I just feel like can you pull that down um,
0: so, uh, for your thoughts
2: about my thoughts, I yeah i just feel like you know we're of the world we're not so we're men we're just we're just people we're not our thoughts aren't his thoughts we're you know he knows we can't be him because we're down here and but you know where we know we have to be in the world but not of the world that's what that that meant to me and I just think the, the feeding and watering is just loving people and um, sharing our testimony and not, let, not passing that, those moments up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And so like kind of in the context of this whole section where it's disloyalty versus loyalty, um, if he is sending the rain and the, the, the living water to us, how are we, how can we respond loyally or, or disloyalty to that? And, and just like you, you both have said, like, if we give service, if, if we don't just hoard everything that the Lord gives us, but if we're good stewards and we, we use that to bless other people's lives and uh, reflect his light back into the, the earth kind of thing, if we bear testimony often, uh, that's how we can have that, that living water go through us and and return to him um, having accomplished its purpose uh, being fruitful there I I think that that's just such a a powerful chapter Um, Isaiah 55 I've kind of you know glossed Mm -hmm. over it before but but it's starting to become one of my favorites Mm -hmm. I really like the motifs in there
2: it really is good and then Cameron uh, from one of your other classes I don't remember which one it was somebody said they were in a sacrament meeting and two people stood up and then nobody stood up for 15 minutes Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and so the bishop just got up and closed the meeting and that that would be a perfect example of not um, watering the earth if you have a whole congregation and not one person will stand up that is a perfect example of not putting the water back right Uh, really Mm -hmm. stood out to me because in my ward you I you can't get up like you have to run (laughs) we have to run and and there'll be times I'm like dang I really wanted to bear my testimony but especially the women like the women dominate the whole stage like you can't get a word in edgewise which I think is great but Mm -hmm. I think that's really I thought that was a perfect example of that girl I don't remember who it was in your other class but I thought wow Uh,
0: Laura in group A yeah,
3: wow. Lucky you. We have the primary. We even had a kid who couldn't talk by their testimony on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> but can you feel
1: their soul, Alethea? With,
3: with their 10-year-old brother you- telling them what to say. <laughs> no, we get testimonies about COVID and the American Revolution. Um, and, and interesting.
1: <laughs> You've got a different set of trials, I guess, than I've got. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
1: my thought on that, and what Kathy was saying earlier, um, I think it was Elder Holland talked about it in a recent conference, but he talked about how how we're human, that God only has imperfect people to work with, and how frustrating.
0: Oh, sorry, you muted yourself just running. <laughs>
1: Oh, goodness. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah. How frustrating it has to be that all of us are imperfect. That's literally all he has to work with. <laughs> and if we would look at it the same way and go, okay, seriously, like even the prophet is imperfect. Maybe not in his duties, but the quorum of the 12, the 70, all of us, every one of us, and including the servant that it talks about in Isaiah. But literally how frustrating God's trying to do this perfect work and bring about Zion and this you know, transition from the telestial glory into the terrestrial, and then eventually the celestial, but with imperfection filled with imperfection. And I think if we were, at least for me, I'm, I'm learning to be more merciful to myself and others at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. with that in mind that God only has us like humans, mm-hmm. his ways are so much higher than ours, or at least exactly.
0: My. And the fact that he still has like this perfect love and understanding and everything, but it like there has to be like uh, that, not necessarily frustration, but like if anybody's ever worked with cows or anything, because I hear that all the time, right? <laughs> you know, like, if you've That's ever a perfect worked with cows. Example. <laughs> Like they're never going to do what you say or what you want or anything, but, but you still go out and you milk and you do all your stuff. Like it, you still love being a, a, a farmer rancher thing. And so um, it, <laughs> there's a little bit of frustration, but, but that love just uh, overflows and, and how uh, merciful our, our God is for uh, his plan and the ability to, to speak with him, even just our prayers uh, it doesn't have to be uh, pure testimonies, but just uh, prayers and having that uh, reach back to to His ears and that open line of communication. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think if a lot of us recognized um, how special it really is, I saw something on Facebook and it was like, or maybe on I don't know some website, some study. I study like all day long, so I don't know where it was from, but it said <laughs> before you pray, like get excited seriously get excited before you say a prayer. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. What would you do that for? And it opened up and said, you literally are about to talk to a member of the Godhead. There are songs about knocking on heaven's door. And we honestly have that opportunity to knock on heaven's door and get an answer and usually a quick answer or can be a quick answer. So yeah. How cool. But um, I don't know about herding cows, but I've tried to herd cats before (laughs) (laughs) Oh <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if that's how he thinks of us once in a while oh, and my God. still without love i love that you said that the love just the same and the lord looks on the heart he loves mm-hmm. the effort and yeah even with the imperfection
3: cameron i like that in verse 11 you switched it over but uh, it says, "So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth; it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where to I sent it." So, talking about Shamala was saying that, you know, Heavenly Father works with an imperfect people, and yet, um, His everything will be accomplished. Uh-huh
0: so fun, huh?
3: Yeah, so even despite us and even though sometimes we don't intend to mess things up, you know, we think we're doing what we're supposed to and whatever, he still is able to work with us. And I love that because that gives hope,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think if your pure desire is to hear him and to, like when you're giving a lesson at church because it says, so the word leaves my mouth. I think, like when you give a lesson or or fair testimony, if you're not doing it to impress people or show them how smart you are, or I mean, I wouldn't do that because I'm not super smart. But <laughs> like, not just trying to impress people, but like really feel the spirit and and let the spirit just guide you. That's where I. That's to me what it meant.
0: Also. hmm Yeah. And so like in this uh, loyalty, disloyalty, not that I'm always trying to bring it back to that, but, um, you know, I think that this is a huge lesson that it perfection doesn't matter, you know, be perfect eventually, but, but it's the loyalty aspect, you know, we're always going to fail. We're always going to be imperfect people, but as long as you're loyal, if you stay on the team and don't switch sides, Mm -hmm. you'll be able to repent, you'll be able to come back and there's this beautiful plan of, of ministering angels uh, that are all around trying to, to help embarrass up, get us back on track. Yeah, I love them.
3: And now that. I know that I just recently had this happen and I can think of other times in my life where I've kind of made a decision and I'm just good with it. Like I had a baby that was, he was born in June and in October, I was pregnant again. And then in February, I miscarried. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I just want to be the mom of two kids for a while. And we're in there with the doctor and my husband's going, so how long do we have to wait till we can have another one? I'm like, are you kidding me? And he really just wanted another one right then. And I did not. And the Lord just let me sit. And then I don't know how long it was, but then I couldn't think of anything else because the Lord was like, nope, it's time, it's time, you know, and there's been other times where I've had rustles like that. And I knew if I said anything, then that can of worms was let out. So I didn't say anything for about a week, but it was so all consuming that I couldn't think of anything else. And I've had other times like that. And it's nice that when the Lord needs something to be accomplished, I don't know why I had to have a baby right then, but I did. Um, and they are two years and 12 days apart. But I just know that when Heavenly Father has something for us to do, if we are righteous and we listen, then we do, we have a wrestle with the Lord. And in that wrestling, uh, we gain testimony, right? And we also feel uplifted. And I think those wrestles are designed to move us to a higher ground. Like maybe that's part of the descent and the ascent are those wrestles, but I've kind of learned to enjoy having those wrestles with the Lord. They're not always fun. And sometimes they're just enlightening and they're like, wow. But other times they're, they're not, they're, they're not always fun, but I Mm -hmm. love having those, those wrestles with the Lord and knowing that even as imperfect as I am, He can still lead me in the, in the direction that I need to be, or that he needs me to be. And that's the same for all of us, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And even if we score for the wrong team, if I can jump in for a second, because I don't know about (laughs) any of you, but sometimes like I swear football or soccer, whatever, I might run the wrong direction, you know? And I might be like, they're like, no, I around. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I got this. And all of a sudden, there's no defense. Like, nobody's fighting against me, right? Nobody's chasing after you because you're going the wrong way, at least for me. So, and then he loves us anyway. So, yeah. And the, the opposition is part of the, literally part of the goal. And that's one of the ways for me that I know I'm heading the right way if it's hard and if it's that struggle, like Alethea was talking about. So, woohoo for making a goal. Whoever's team it's on, that he can use it all for good, I guess. Yeah, well,
4: along along those along those lines, I've been thinking a lot lately about how we are such children compared to God. I mean, it doesn't matter how old you get; (laughs) we are little children, right? Mm -hmm. I am a child of God, right? (laughs) And I was talking to my dad about it, and he said, you know according to God's time, Christ has only been gone for two days, <laughs> uh, you know, hello. and so we were talking about that, and he said, I did the math, and when you're 85, you've only been out of God's presence for on his time for 15 minutes, <laughs> so, so, and we were talking about how we're such children in God's eyes, and he's like, yeah, it's like he said, it's like putting a bunch of four-year-olds in a room and letting them do whatever they want for 15 minutes. (laughs) Imagine the messes they make, the trouble they get into the things they learn. I mean, in the mess they can create and, and that's kind of what he did. He said, okay, here you go, go do what you want. You have all this available to you, make a mess you know do what you want I just we just I just love that analogy and to think about how we are so we know nothing compared to God we literally are nothing without him and that has just been like so prominent in my mind lately and and how much it you you start to realize that and you just rely on God so much and the more you do the better it is and he helps more and more anyway our that thought came to mind as we've had this conversation I just thought it was such a great we analogy about
3: that last week too about how how we're little children did we talk about that here
2: I don't, I don't remember that.
4: Remember. I don't remember. <laughs> we were looking <laughs> really awesome
2: that I can't quite remember. Else in my <laughs> no, we were we were talking about how we were failing the test, and <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It puts a whole new spin on timeout. Putting your kids in timeout <laughs> mm. and separation yeah. anxiety. I mean, we're we were all, the bright bill. We all be in timeout. Yeah, we were
4: the
5: bright billis.
4: yeah that's what we were (laughs) Uh,
0: just to just
5: run with that analogy for just a minute you know if you did put a group of four-year-olds in a room for 15 minutes really I mean they could do some damage but nothing that right nothing that you can't fix right right. so that's (laughs) same with Heavenly Father there's we can't really do anything that he can't fix you know heavenly father the savior can't fix in mm-hmm. you know so I, I like that analogy that's kind of cool mm-hmm. Well, yeah. kind of
3: decides what goes in that room that we get locked in right
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
4: yeah what are they going to have access to
0: <laughs> yeah i feel like yeah. i'm just like a little toddler that's in the back seat going are we yet are we there yet are we there <laughs> yeah Can right I'm tired.
1: (laughs) You're just looking at signs and you think you're there. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, 15 minutes later, I've been a whiner, so I've been in that same boat, Cavern. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly.
3: About this time though, it's not like, are we there yet? It's like, Lord, I'm just ready. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm, Yeah, I'm just ready. (laughs) I'm
4: just ready, please. Get this over with. Right. Exactly.
0: Oh, funny. Yeah. I love that analogy. All right. So, um, Isaiah 56, uh, Cindy, I I think, yeah. Um, could you read that chapter for us?
5: Yeah. Thus says Jehovah observe justice and perform righteousness for my salvation will soon come when my righteousness is revealed. Blessed is the man who does so the person who holds fast to them, who keeps the Sabbath without profaning it, who stays his hand from doing any evil. Can you scroll up just a little? Okay. Uh, Let not the foreigner who adheres to Jehovah say, Jehovah will surely exclude me from his people. And let not the eunuch say, I am but a barren tree. For thus says Jehovah, as for the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths and choose to do what I will, holding fast to my covenant, to them I will give a hand clasp and a name within the walls of my house that is better than sons and daughters. I will endow them with an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. And the foreigners who adhere to Jehovah to serve him, who love the name of Jehovah, that they may be his servants. All who keep the Sabbath without profaning it, holding fast to my covenant, these will I bring to my holy mountain and gladden in my house of prayer. Their offerings and sacrifices shall be accepted on my altar, for my house shall be known as a house of prayer for all nations. Thus says my my Lord Jehovah, who gathers up the outcasts of Israel, I will gather others to those already gathered. All you wild beasts, you animals of the forest, come and devour. Their watchmen are altogether blind and are unaware. All of them are but dumb watchdogs, unable to bark, lolling seers, fond of slumber, gluttonous dogs and insatiable, such indeed are insensible shepherds. They are all diverted to their own way, everyone after his own advantage come they say let us get wine and have our fill of liquor for tomorrow will be like today only far better
0: all right yeah that's, that's a jam-packed uh section there wow so, oh,
3: cool. imagery right
0: mm-hmm. yeah um so let's tackle the the first part here about um the the sabbaths so we have the this loyalty disloyalty motif here but um as for the eunuchs the the uh, ones that don't have posterity they can't have posterity and uh for for those that are outside of the covenant but if they will keep my sabbaths and, and hold fast my covenant i i'll make them better than sons and daughters they they won't be cut off so how is the sabbath day a test of loyalty for us and are we passing it? Uh, uh, you know, not, I mean, just a generalized question, obviously, but like, what is the test of the Sabbath day? And and how does one either be loyal or, or disloyal to it? And anyway, just throwing that question out.
3: Obviously we weren't for a while because President Monson had to call us out on it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, this is an eternal principle it's not just for this life because the lord had a sabbath right Mm -hmm. I i don't know if we understand the full implications or meaning behind the sabbath and i don't know if we'll fully understand it in this life but there's something about sabbaths because even the lord had a sabbath
5: well the they've said the leaders of the church have said that, you know, how we keep the Sabbath is really a reflection on how we keep our covenants and how we feel about our covenant. Mm-hmm. And so if we honor the Sabbath, then we really we're honoring our covenants. So they're very much intertwined with each other.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it puts another turn on president Nelson's making the Sabbath a delight rather than a drudgery. And my thoughts, um, on within this study, it's not just a Sabbath because even if we were a perfect Sabbath observer, and then we drop our religion and check it at the door for the rest of the week, where are we at? Mm -hmm. I know where I'd be not in a pretty place, but, um, yeah, to delight in the Sabbath, how many of us look forward to that? Like it's Disneyland or general conference, like it's Disneyland or whatever your cool thing is, or like it's the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we were to treat it that way, just got back from Hawaii for two weeks, like if, if I were to treat Sunday, though so it's a relaxing day on the beach every single week, it truly would be so refreshing. So I got a lot of growth
0: personally yeah but, so yeah. anyway just throwing that question out that. there for us like how has your sabbath uh, evolved over time you know like when i was little it was just like oh my gosh like you can't do anything like <laughs> i i, I want to do my own things i want to play i do things on the sabbath <laughs> but how it was so restrictive and and how has that evolved and uh how are you seeing that <laughs> change within our world and, and our church. Uh, uh, are, we, are we passing the test? You know, I'm not I'm not just individually, but but collectively? Like where where do we no. go and how do we help leaven the loaf here? <laughs> kind of thing. We
4: are and generally speaking, we are not passing the test. <laughs> I know I drive to yeah. church. So I my church building is about 12 minutes away and I drive through a canyon to get there and it's a very popular road for cyclists i live in boise idaho and there are cyclists everywhere Mm -hmm. it's a very popular um, recreational activity here and on sunday is the busiest day for cyclists Mm -hmm. they are all over the road we have to be so careful when we're driving to church or cyclists everywhere there and there's mountain bikers there's um hit trails all over the foothills where mm-hmm. I live and there's mountain bikers everywhere and cyclists on the road and hikers and runners and I the last time I went to to church I just thought this is not <laughs> people do not get it mm-hmm. they are not listening they don't care they don't get it um generally speaking we are failing big time with the day mm-hmm. I feel like
2: I don't even think most people if they're not actively in a religion now you think they know that it's the they don't thing. even i don't they even don't even know. know no they think yeah, it's kind yeah. of an old-fashioned those are kind of wacky people that do that they don't even think mm-hmm. of it yeah, but i remember like you cameron like we couldn't jump on the trampoline and we had to stay in our church <laughs> couldn't play with our friends and you couldn't get wet like, yeah. the list just yeah. went yeah. on and on of things when, we're swimming do, like, that's
4: something. all
0: <laughs>
2: And if something... the on. <laughs> but then and if something like... happened then yeah go ahead <laughs> but then later like several years I had a really hard time I just want to go get a coke on Sunday like that's just I don't know there's <laughs> something about I just want to go get a coke and I can't go get one and So now it's like my, (laughs) this sounds so silly, but it's like, okay, do I have all the stuff I'm going to need for Sunday? And really like Saturday is to get ready for Sunday. Like back to that thing when you're a little kid, remember Mm -hmm. you get all your clothes ready, you clean the house, you get ready for Sunday. And it's like, I think it's like a real thing. And, and now that I'm getting older, I'm in my fifties my body loves Sunday. I need to rest. My hips are hurting. (laughs) I'm tired of standing (laughs) because I do hair. So I stand all day long. So by the time I'm just like, Oh, good. Tomorrow's Sunday. I don't, I, my body needs to rest and it's awesome. And then to be ready, you can really enjoy it and really feel the spirit and adding, come follow me to it. It's just the best. Love it. So Probably on the scale of everyone, we're failing. But I feel like in the church, they really worked us over a couple of years ago talking about the Sabbath. So we should be doing pretty
1: good as the church. <laughs> yeah. oh, where's our focus? That's mm-hmm. sorry. I jump in there. Where's our focus? It, it's, I'm sure it's super frustrating to have the cyclists there. but
2: mm. Mm,
4: <laughs> yeah. I'll just like, leave it oh, at that. Come on, and
1: then. And then the thought mm-hmm. of where's our focus is our focus on Christ and loving, or is our focus somewhere mm-hmm. else? Cause I've been, I've been every, on every level of that, at least on the lower levels. I'm still mm-hmm. working my way up, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. Where's our focus? Is it like a family reunion with Christ every week or are we complaining about the in-laws? Mm-hmm. Are we
0: happy <laughs> to be with Christ <laughs> or, you know, I don't know
1: if that analogy so, makes be- you guys but
0: how do we transition that? And because like uh, it was mentioned in another group as well of, um, you know, back when, <laughs> not when I was little, but like when my, my mom was little and, uh, you know, like everything was closed on, on Sunday. It wasn't mm-hmm. even really a choice. It wasn't something mm-hmm. that you had to think about. But now everything has changed and, and everything's pulling us away. But How do we reflect God's light into the world? enough or in in what ways anyway to help people without being pretty down their throats you know kind of thing but how do we help bring back the sabbath day to those around us um like how you know without being the, uh, mm-hmm. the where's our focus like like shamala saying and stuff because i find that that's a, a super hard thing for for me to uh, <laughs> always be be battling and stuff um because even even members in the church, sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, can we not be reverent, or are hey, can we?
1: Can no, we, sometimes we can't. Don't disrupt me.
0: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and so, how do we do that in in actual, uh, like this this test of loyalty here about the Sabbath day? How can we help others and and likewise ourselves actually keep that? Because it it's such a huge thing you know uh, our nation's going down the tubes because of sabbath day observance mm-hmm. as
2: all mm-hmm. i think um, i love one how the- way
4: oh <laughs> i think one way that this has changed for me just recently over the last couple of years is to go to church when i travel so i didn't mm-hmm. you know it was always like oh i'm out of town so i'm just we're just not gonna go to church we're just gonna you know what totally me, whatever but But over the last few years, it's a focus. I told my husband recently, even it's even more evolved more. I'm like, I said to him, I don't want to travel on Sunday anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most people use it as a travel day. And I, I'm like, we need to try to plan to either leave Saturday or figure out how to come home Monday Mm -hmm. and not travel on Sunday Cause then you spend money at the gas mm-hmm. station and you eat out. And so that's evolved for me is to be an example when I'm traveling, no matter who I'm with to observe the Sabbath day.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's
3: been a huge evolution for me recently. I love the Lord's tutoring. First, he gave us come follow me. So he had something to do and teaching us how to study. <laughs> and then he gave us COVID.
2: And we got to. Turned- oh.
0: <laughs> there's your timeout. Yep. But
2: Alethea, before that, they did for that whole year talked about keeping the Sabbath day holy. So it's yep. like it even started before that. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. like a three-year process trying to get us. They're like and we are like little cats, like trying to get us herding <laughs> us along to be able to keep the Sabbath day really holy. Yeah.
3: Mm. And I love that tender tutoring of the of the Lord in just kind of mm-hmm. leading us along, you know, my husband and I teach nursery and it's like, come on guys. We take walks mm-hmm. every Sunday and it's kind of like that, you know, come on, let's go, let's, let's be reverent. Let's look for pictures of Jesus when it's too hot. Outside <laughs> and You know, and that's kind of how the Lord is with us is just tenderly moving us along and putting us on the path. And just so you know, it, it does get super hot here in Texas. So after we rush home from church, hurry and eat, and then we have to, we have to, we get to teach the self-reliance class and we get done about four thirty, and then we may turn on the Mormon tabernacle choir and go relax in the pool and talk about what we learned at church,
1: <laughs> you yeah. know, and that
3: thing, you know, about, it's all about what you do what you do and where your focus is it's not about Mm -hmm. it's where your focus is it's not necessarily
0: what you do or dos and don'ts and stuff yeah yeah
1: Yeah. and we all get to start where we're at if we try to start Mm -hmm. where someone else is utter failure I've tried it it does not work (laughs) take it from (laughs) me please don't do it but yeah, and, and repentantly. I don't know if that's a word or not, but just start where we're at, line mm-hmm. upon line, repentantly. That's that's my was that a kindergarten answer? I don't know. But
0: <laughs> no, no, exactly. But, well, and filled and with Elvis,
1: personal revelation.
2: Yeah. Elvis also like all like think back. We're first this step and then this step and this step, all of it's been sanctifying us too. So it's not like mm-hmm you know oh let's throw this at them and this at them okay who are the ones that aren't falling away from the church right now because of the vaccine or whatever and who's not mad about president holland's talk like it's because we've been sanctifying ourselves and actually trying not perfectly by any means we are really still cows just trying to forage our own way through stuff but like all of it matters, all these little pieces together, we're fortifying ourselves, and we have to just keep doing it, because we know it's going to get harder. So, like, it's mm. actually really cool. There have just been steps. All we've done is kind of followed what they told us. Kind of no brain. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you'll just if follow you pass the prophet, first
2: grade, you'll probably pass yeah. second grade, and if you pass <laughs> second grade, you'll probably get
1: to third grade. But not if you stay home in bed all the time, or not if you don't open the book. <laughs> when yeah, they first brought out Come Follow Me, um, like two months after that, I was doing a Temple Recommend interview, and the member of the state presidency he goes, how's it how's it going? Because We had like seven kids, right? How's it going with Come Follow Me? And my kids, just FYI, so Alethea, I don't know what it's like to have kids kind of close together, minor, 23 years apart, top to bottom. So I've got every group. I've got baby. I have toddlers. I have kindergartner I have elementary I had middle school I had high school I have grown up so like literally it's all across the board he goes how you doing and I I was like well it's not very pretty most nights and he giggled and he smiled and he looked at me and he said are you trying "Mm -hmm." and I could confidently say I am even if it was 30 seconds or three words or whatever it was he said as long as you don't quit as long as you don't quit as long as you keep going you'll get there and that's all the Lord asks
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think that ties in here too. Yeah. So Kindergarten or not. And even whether we're the cats or we're looking at somebody else's cats. Because we mm-hmm. do it all. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, just taking a look like at your family, for example. You know, like they're all at different levels and, and different uh, motivations, you know, kind of thing about this loyalty spectrum. You know, like you, you just got to start wherever you're at and trying to to put all of those in the same boat or whatever sometimes is is a little hard sometimes it might seem unfair kind of thing but like look at our congregations i mean we have the the whole gamut of of spiritual Mm -hmm. preparedness readiness whatever you want to do but we all have to to stay in the boat (laughs) as long as we're trying as long as we're paddling uh and and that's what that's what's important that's where our focus is so whatever our assignments or callings and and everything but are we passing the test of the Sabbath day? Loyalty. Are, are we loyalty to mm-hmm. God and uh, helping other people share, show their loyalty at whatever level they're at, uh, you know, kind of thing. Uh, as long I, as we're conveying also, that loyalty.
3: I also don't think it's all about just sitting and studying our scriptures all day.
0: Mm-mm, yeah. It's
3: not about praying and serving, serving all day. It's it, there's more to it. I mean, I guess that's active, being active, but I think it's there's more to it than just it's it's the doing, right? It's not just the sitting and studying.
1: Mm-hmm. So Alethea with that, just for pretenses, if we were to throw that into my family reunion analogy, family reunion with Christ. If somebody's sitting in the corner and reading a book at the family reunion the whole time, it gets weird and awkward and there's no <laughs> connection. Yep.
0: <laughs> Tried that
1: too. It doesn't work yeah Those
0: little cute yeah. nibbly types that aren't antisocial.
1: Very <laughs> <Right. And laughs> <like home>.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it like that analogy there. <laughs> it's fun. Um, the let's balance. See. Sorry, that would be my last
1: word in this. The balance, moderation in all things yep. with the atonement yeah. and repentance.
3: <laughs> but I also like what your bishop said because that shows the commitment, right? that's that's where our focus is just keep trying just keep doing don't give up it's it's when you give up that you don't have that commitment
1: and the same goes for our kids i i don't know why i feel inspired to share this right now but i i found out this week that my adult daughter um is no longer wearing her temple clothing on a daily basis um i found out from my sweet mom and she was like i am so mad at her and i thought oh my goodness can we just not love her? Can we just not love her anyway? And mm-hmm. hard, but right. As long as we don't quit, even with the kids, I don't know who needs to hear that or who is getting crazy trials coming, but to love anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, and asking inspired
3: questions. I, my son was not super happy about elder Hollins and he hasn't worn his garments for years. And hasn't gone to church and he's now trying to decide if he's really atheist or what he is. But I told my kids, I go, you know, I think I'm just gonna ask on Facebook, what did you wanna hear Elder Holland say? What's gonna make you happy? right? my kids are like, yeah, no, mom, don't do that. So- Nothing, silence, silence. Yeah, don't do that, oh, mom. Oh, sorry. So we had her our- come follow me on Sunday night and I asked my son, Hey, what is it you really want to hear? And it was really, really, because we usually do family stuff for about an hour. And then we do come follow me for an hour and he leaves, but we were, we only had 10 minutes left for come follow me because we talked so much and I'm taking notes. And, um, they say, well, what I'll tell you that I haven't told you is that he's married to his husband. So both of them were answering and they actually, I took notes and Daniel said, my son's Dalton and Daniel said for the years he was at BYU, he prayed and prayed. How do I, I just want to hear the church tell me how I fit into the plan of salvation.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: How do I fit? And don't tell me I'll be fixed in the next life. Cause that doesn't, that doesn't make me feel good about this life. Like I'm broken. Cause I don't feel broken. And and it was really interesting. It was really it was really good. And there were a lot of walls that were, I don't want to say walls that were broken down because we've always just loved Dalton and we really really love Daniel, um, and we pray for him every night. Recently, I've started praying that they won't have peace. <laughs> 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 but I felt inspired to pray for that. Right? Just don't let them have peace and help them go start searching. But, um, anyways, but they kind of have put up a wall with us and I think that it really to break down the wall that they've put up with us. Um, and it was really good. And so asking inspired questions and, and listening to the spirit, it was really, really good. And I've actually been pondering it and thinking, okay, hey, they had really valid questions. And anyways, it's been interesting.
0: Yeah, I like what point you're bringing out there. Me and my mom were having this discussion this last week about, you know, receiving answers quickly in prayers, etc. And sometimes it's just because we're not asking the right questions. But when you start diving deeper and asking more meaningful, uh, more heartfelt things, you'll actually get responses much quicker or uh, much more tailored fit to what you're needing, kind of thing. Like, but but like what you were saying. So, what did you want Elder Holland to say? that I mean that just opens up a whole new thing rather than oh my word like what don't you get about the gospel or this or that you know but like if you're like with a genuine love and interest and asking a good tailored question it's like oh then you can actually get to the heart of things (laughs) and I like Mm -hmm. what you said taking notes just like oh yep yep exactly yeah because
3: because it's like could he have said anything really in reality was there anything that he could have said that would have made you happy are you just always going to be angry at anything and everything Mm -hmm. and that was why it was like a general concern and interest like I really not a concern general curiosity like what is it you you want to hear what do you want to hear You know, and I told him, I said, you guys aren't the only ones. This is something when Elder Holland says he's crying and they've all cried. That's Elder Nelson's, Dalton said he knows President Nelson's grandson who is in the same boat and Elder Gong's son. And we all know about Elder Mm Christofferson's brother. I'm like, it hits all of them. And the general presidencies, they all are there. And so what is it? I mean, they know, they know your aches and pains. And what what is it that they can say? What do you want to hear? Mm
0: -hmm. I was,
3: I was really curious and it was, it was really, really good. But I did, I took a lot of notes.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. One note that I'm I'm taking right now is like for the next time when I kind of think, oh man, like why did you give me such a weird test today or, or whatever kind of thing, or why did that happen that way? Kind of thing. I'm going to go to heavenly father and then I'm going to have him tell me, what did you want me to do? (laughs) Like what would have been okay? Like you had to go through this test in order to prove loyalty and stuff. Would you want to have wanted it any other way? Like What did you want? I I think that that's going to really open up my prayers and stuff now. (laughs) Uh, uh, That's a great question. Just switch
1: the questions around.
0: Yeah, switch (laughs) the questions around.
1: (laughs) That was
3: another thing they said is that anytime that the leaders come out and talk about defending the family, that the animosity and hatred towards them would escalate. And that they wanted to hear the church leaders specifically come out. And say not just love, but like, hey, you guys, quit quit treating others this specific way. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Like the homophobia and the, I don't remember what else they said. And then transphobic, homophobic and transphobic behavior. You know, and then and I brought up that in young uh, the BYU women's conference. They brought out the sister that was the young women's president that identified Mm -hmm. as queer. And they, that didn't really help them. They were just like, that they just felt like that was a token. Mm
1: -hmm. But anyway, deep down, every soul wants to be seen Mm -hmm. and every soul wants to be heard. And I don't know about you all, but I grew up and my parents were like, Kids are to be seen and not hurt, right? And I don't even want to see you right now, so just leave. (laughs) And maybe I'm the only one that went through that, but it's scarring and big. And regardless of what age we are, we all know somebody, whether it's in our family or otherwise, that are going through this experience or another experience or bullying of some other sort, some sort some sort of outcastedness, I guess. And and I think just at the heart we all want to be seen and heard and that's something that I'm personally working on um, anyway we, we need it everybody wants to be loved if we all mm. felt that love just on a human level even from one person we could feel it better for ourselves and better for God and then it'd be easier to come to him sometimes
3: though no matter how much you love they don't yeah, know to love they have to no themselves to be able to feel the
1: love you're absolutely right in that Um, but to not give up, I've I've been a love blocker for a long time, so I get that. But yeah, eventually someone did make it through those walls. So for you trying, right? We all want to be seen and heard, whatever it looks like. Oh, and and for us to be met where we're at.
3: I've been a cheerleader mom. And let me tell you, sometimes the things I was cheerleading made my stomach turn but it was just like oh my gosh you'll be so good at that you'll be amazing you'll be that's wonderful and inside i just think i'm going to vomit and i just
5: <laughs> just have
3: love and just, i'm happy for you i'm not happy for me but i'm happy for you and you're doing what you want to do so yahoo you know and that's because as i was praying what is it you need from me heavenly father what can i do it was like just love
1: mm-hmm. just love
3: that's it. So, and it's okay to
1: stand up for your opinion at the same time, right? These are my beliefs. This is where I stand and I love you no matter what you choose.
3: No, well, eventually after about six months of being a cheerleader, mom, I just explained, we were having a really good conversation. And I said, I just want you to know that I said, aren't you glad my decisions don't affect your life? And he goes, oh my gosh, yes. And I go, and I'm glad your decisions don't affect my life. (laughs) <laughs> and I said, when you got home from your mission, I told you, you're the architect of your life. You can do and be anything you want. And when I tell you, Yahoo, I'm happy for you. It doesn't necessarily mean I agree with it. What it means is I'm happy that you're creating the life that you want. And he, and just, he has the agency. Yeah. And he just <laughs> cried and cried and said, thank you, mom. Mm. I appreciate that so much. And so anyway, Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> just love, just love.
0: Yeah. Exactly, and I think that that's kind of the biggest uh, point out of all of this, right? That there's two great commandments: loving God and and loving our neighbor, and that's the loyalty. Uh, it, it's expressed a lot through Sabbath day observance, because, it's like as we've mentioned, that it that's really a sign of our inward vessel, right? how we're we're loving and, and treating if if the Sabbath is a delight or if it's just a burdensome thing it, it means that that love might mean a little fine-tuning um on, on both ends but but yeah um, so <laughs> the time is just kind of flown by I don't even know where but um two more weeks it's it's amazing but um uh gearing up for triumph of Zion uh so we'll have general conference and then um, we'll have a, a general conference recap the, the week after, and then we'll head right into to Triumph um, after that. So get your books ordered or audio or, or however you're reading it. Um, <laughs> there is an audio book, so I, it won't be uh, a weird recording of me trying to <laughs> to do it this time. But um, yeah, any questions? That wasn't we
2: weird. It was good. It wasn't weird. <laughs> we liked it.
0: I always hate listening back to my voice one but then it was like I got so busy and caught up and stuff that like I didn't even try to go back and fix my mistakes and stuff I just blah, blah, blah.
2: <laughs> I just thought you were spoiling us I thought it was really nice because I like to listen better to read. Uh,
0: yeah well, well you're the one that likes to listen to my voice <laughs> <when> <laughs> it's soothing or whatever right I don't get that <laughs>
2: it's a compliment just say thank you (laughs) loving on you cameron she's loving on you. (laughs)
0: that's funny i put people to sleep it's all good (laughs) no 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 hold
1: on you have a calm soothing energy you might put people to sleep too maybe you would be great at meditation (laughs) i don't know you could make a living that way but there are good ways you can always use it to your advantage (laughs) Yes.
2: <laughs> when you don't sleep a lot, you're just thankful if you find something works. work. So I'm just saying thanks.
0: <laughs> exactly. I know I can't sleep when I'm supposed to sleep, but in the endowment, mm. I'm out. I fell. <laughs>
4: yeah. No kidding.
0: <laughs> Crazy. Anyway. sorry i went on a weird tangent but um we will see everyone next week we got some disinheritance and inheritance coming up it's it's going to be a fun one (laughs) to end on it's quite the crescendo for for isaiah um when everything else that we've learned about and and put into one great whole it it comes down to to one or the other disinheritance or inheritance Mm -hmm. of Last days and and celestial kingdom motifs, but anyway, it's going to be a fun one. I'm excited, so we will see everyone next week. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you. Bye, Bye. Bye,
2: everyone. Thank you.